Hello, welcome to our lot in Block 5, the podcast for Gooners by Gooners. And I've got John Rubin with me. Hello, John. Even though. Now, John, it's International Day of Happiness today. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that must have passed me by. <laughs> We, uh, we've got lots of happy things to talk about on the show, uh, including Arsenal's fantastic victory at the weekend. Yes, brilliant. Well done, the girls. Well done. 10-0 against Tottenham. You can't say any better than that, really, can you? No. Nope. Fantastic. Well, 12, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got Stuart Izzard with us. Hello, Stuart. Good evening, gentlemen. Now, Stuart, ever since I was a young boy, I loved German football. From Schalke down to Bremen, I must have seen them all. But I haven't seen anything like him in any beer hall. That Tommy Tuchel sure plays a mean football. <laughs> like it, Matt. Like so, it. Uh, Tommy. Uh, let's talk about Tommy quickly. Well, first of all, I'm absolutely fucking fuming, Matt. Can I just get that out there? Why are you fuming, Stuart? Because of the fucking poll we've got on Twitter. <laughs> well, we're not, well, we're I'll tell that. you what, I was disappointed with Saturday. <laughs> Believe you me, I was... But to see the poll and that people have given Gilberto over the best two-footed player we've had at Arsenal for years is fucking beyond me. It really... I've, I'm... I am really now disillusioned. I thought our lot in Block 5, I thought our avid listening crowd, I really did think that the, we would see some sense. But I would have said that with a smug smile. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's um, uh, still time to go. Uh, a few minutes left in the poll. You never know, it might take a swing. <laughs> so, I'd like um, to take a swing at the people that fucking voted for Gilberto <laughs> well of course Gilberto was a, uh, I think he's a bit of a, um, a legend in his own right for our club well, just, uh, from the very first game where he scored, it's just a shame they both scored, had the same the, shirt he scored the winner in against Liverpool in the charity shield his first ever goal I think he scored some goals at, at the Emirates early on when we looked like we were going to lose our first game at the Emirates. He scored an important goal against Aston Villa. Um, but his, 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 the best time, obviously, was the Invincible season where he was... Surrounded by fantastic players. Well, you say that. He did have... Um, yeah, he did have Patrick Vieira to the left of him. <laughs> so... <laughs> But, yeah. you know, you Poor know. old Santi Gazzola, he's got to deal with the shit we got playing for us. Can't believe he hasn't got it. Can't believe it. Anyway, anyway. so, um, yeah, well, uh, I mean, the least said about the weekend, the better, really. I think Arsenal Fan TV have said enough, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, we all... The thing is about Arsenal Fan TV, and, you know, I really respect Robbie for what he does. He puts all the effort you could imagine into those um, interviews and getting them all online and everything. And people have got names for themselves out of it and everything. Um, But when it comes down to it, you know, if your football club's doing crap, people are going to vent their frustration. And that's that's where they tend to do it. Yeah. Um, It's certainly helping the viewing because of it yeah. if, if if we were winning every week no one's really listening to what they've got to say I think I think you know despite the way some of them come across with the way they say various things about it I think we can all read into what they're feeling 
Um, I mean, I, I I dislike it when people get so angry towards Arsene Wenger that they start insulting him because I don't think he deserves insults um, in the way that he's getting a lot online at the minute. But that's just online. I mean, what you you know what though. I don't mean to interject. Well, I do, but whatever. But uh, are we the only club that, when we've been a bit pissed off with a manager, we've had planes flying over a fucking stadium with banners? No, no. Is it? Is it happening? I don't. Well, I'm just asking out of you know interest. Yeah, no. David Moyes, when he was at Man United, it, they, they, yeah, they flew a banner over Old Trafford. The only thing was, Man United didn't back it up with a Moyes in. You know, uh, Sir Bobby Charlton. You know what I mean? And that's just as, what, just, just, look at it, just, as we've, just as we've equalised as well. Yeah, that's, that's what Chips Keswick did, wasn't it? He yeah. got his son's lot to to pay for a plane. It and... must have been the same plane, surely. Yeah, it was. It was, the same, it was the same plane. Get it down. Get it back up again. Yeah. <laughs> they must be laughing. The thing is, though, then if you look at that, then that is two clubs whose Obviously, Man United, unlimited amount of success. We're a bit annoyed with David Moyes, who Fergie picked and was only there, what, one season, two seasons? He didn't even make it the full season, yeah, did he? Full yeah. season. Then there's us, we had a load of success. So basically, it's just two teams who've had a lot of success in recent years, and um, the fans are used to it, and as soon as they don't get it, they don't like it. Yeah. I think I, football I don't know, is cyclical. John. Football John. is cyclical. Things go in cycles. If you look at like Liverpool, who were just unbelievable in the seventies and the eighties, and now they and Man U were, and now Chelsea, are and City were, it always goes in cycles. And another team in another few years will take over, and they'll be dominant for a little while. Hopefully, it's not Spurs. But other than that, it, that's what yeah, happens. John, 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 John. I I still don't think. I don't think the 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 moaning is because we've been winning title after title and and we're that fickle. I, I th- this has been going on for so many years, yeah. And and for a certain amount of that time, we stood by everything that was going on at the football club and were quite sort of within a way quite proud of what Arsene Wenger was doing with limited resources and and where he was putting us, and we were quite happy to accept that. I think when when your chief executive comes out two or three years ago and says, right, we're we're now ready to compete with the best in the world, you know, we're going to be the new, you know, we're going to compete with the Bayern Munich, which is what he said. When you look at where, yeah, I know, but this this is it, this is it, John, because everything's been vented at Arsene Wenger, but really he's been hung out to dry by the bald it, it's just a complete fucking mess at Arsenal Football Club. And I think that's where there's so much vented anger now. That I, I think a lot of Arsenal fans have been really stuck with the side for a, many a year and accepted it. Shoulder a certain amount of responsibility for the results as well. I know Wenger puts the team out, he decides on the tactics and that. But that display at the weekend was so shocking. The players definitely need to shoulder some of the blame. And they're all venting it at... I mean, I've seen te- uh, games where teams have been booed off the fucking pitch. But I don't know whether we was booed off the pitch on sa- uh, Saturday, because I didn't watch it, but I didn't hear many boos when the team left. Well, everyone had left, but, I think. <laughs> yeah, they did, yeah. But 
that's what it seems to be. You, you, you've got to look at some of the team and go, look, hold on a minute. Some of you guys have got to fucking stand up and be counted and shoulder some of the blame as well. But John, John, I again, I hate being right. I hate being that fucking good at being right. But <laughs> I said, I said a few weeks back, is it just me or does anybody else think that Arsene Wenger has lost the dressing room? Because it's the oh, first yeah. time I can remember. And I, I said this, if we go back over the podcast, I reckon I said this four or five episodes ago. I first thought that I think he's us, and you only had to look at that Saturday to see that's exactly what's gone on. It When you as a manager come out and say before the game that you know they're very good at set pieces, you know what we've got to be doing, you're not telling me that they haven't practised it or at least looked at what they do and tried to combat. And then, again, what you're saying about the players, but to watch those fucking players not do it, yeah, they're, they're not with him. They're not fucking with it's him, like, John. To, I mean, there was literally, literally, literally six men. Is, they just deliberately just went out and fucking lost the yeah. game. Yeah, look, look at Chelsea. Look at Chelsea last season and look at Chelsea this season. Yeah. They didn't want to play for Jose Mourinho. They'd had a big spat. They, you know... We'll never, we'll never know exactly what the full thing was. We've all got uh, rumours about with the doctor and different things going on. And but he lost the dressing room, Mourinho, because he's not a foolish manager. He's, you know, I'm, I despise him, but he's not an idiot. Now, for him to have lost that Chelsea team to now see where pretty much, albeit with an added Kante to the side, to see where Chelsea are now. There, that was the players not playing for Mourinho, and that's exactly what we've got with Arsenal now. And they expect the fans to put their money in the in the yeah. club, yeah. and it's disgusting. It is fucking disgusting. It's embarrassing, um, and I, in a way, I feel sorry for Arsene Wenger. I, I don't see as he he's he can even stay as manager. To me, it's untenable now. He. he he should have fucking been sacked or walked away Sunday morning. And it, it's, it's just disgusting. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him because he, he gives everything. He gives his whole... Well, he shoulders he, all the blame, doesn't he? He, he shoulders the lot. And you look at him in his interviews, he does look a bit of a broken man. And you kind of think, you know what? After everything you're giving to us. And yeah, maybe he should just walk away and resign. But... To get dogs abused that way after what he's done, I just I think it's really awful. I'm not supporting him saying he should stay. What I'm saying is, it's about respect. No, I think it's awful to be treated like that after what you've given that club twenty years of your life, you know, and given them a lot of success to be treated like shit. Yeah, without yeah, a doubt, mate. If he'd, walked away, if he'd walked away, I mean, the, if the, we said they all die, fine. But the messages, the messages that people are holding up aren't just to Arsene Wenger; they're to the board, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, they're saying make a decision about our future because this isn't what we want. And um, I mean, when Wenger said he thinks that possibly a hundred fans uh, are, aren't with him, you know, he's he's obviously getting information badly wrong. Can I? This somewhere. is what I was yeah. going to ask, Matt. This is what I was going to ask about our poll. What I would like is if our lot could put up on Twitter. I'd like to know, out of our listeners, who are obviously very astute, clever people, because they listen to us, I'd like to see, between now and our next podcast, a poll go up on there to see who is Wenger in and who's Wenger out. 
let's let's because I've obviously seen stuff on Twitter tonight where there's people on there that are so to me are so out there that really fucking living in cloud cuckoo land to still think that Arsene Wenger's the man to take the club forward. Uh, it, you know, and, and like, so I'm not disrespecting what he's done for the football club, but Jesus Christ, fucking wake up and smell the coffee a bit. And and I, you know, let me be proved wrong, but I'd like to see, and I, I dare bet there's more than 80% of the vote says Wenger out. So can we have that on Twitter, sure. please? Sure, OK, so um, look out for that uh, uh, as you listen to this podcast. Um, we've got to talk a little bit about the game, haven't we? I mean, it, it's there's really it's fucking rotten. For... Well, I can't. All I all I can do is, for me, Aaron Ramsey and Alex Oxlade Chamberlain should have been made to walk home. Um, just I, I didn't see anybody out there giving a shit. I really didn't. Theo Walcott was piss poor. I, I think Shearer said that the only one who appeared to him was Sanchez. But yeah, he did. And then he got a fuck. And that that again needs fucking sorting out. That was a fucking horrible tackle on him. And you know <clears throat> the commentary team on was it on Sky or BT? You know, oh well, yeah, he was a little bit. It was fucking horrendous challenge. Yeah. It was fucking horrendous and. You know, fair back to Sanchez to getting up, carrying on, didn't didn't give it the off at half time, still wanted to carry on. But yeah, apart apart from Sanchez, you there is nobody on that pitch that you can honestly turn around and say, you know, at least they had a go, because not one of them. It was fucking piss poor. Well, Absolutely. They, they probably couldn't believe their luck, actually, West Brom, really, could they? I mean the first goal they talk about, oh, well, Arsenal always playing the zone. They, nobody was marking a zone. Nah. Every, six players all ran to the near post. And yeah. the, the ball all went over all their heads. Yeah. And that's not but zonal that's marking, is it? A little bit. If he'd stepped back, gone to the play, he would have cut off the run and that would have been it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there was so... I mean, both of those set-piece goals were almost identical. Ospina's falling into the goal Yeah, because he hasn't got the sense to tell Theo Walcott to get in between him and his the defender and the, again the ball's gone over six players heads all at the near post what are they doing it all at the near post they're, they're all they're all, they're the all going they're all going fuck this can't be bothered that's what they're doing what we're doing after the game shall we go and have a wimpy <laughs> they're, they're not they really don't give a fuck and to be honest they shouldn't be paid this week. The players that played should not be fucking paid this week because they didn't earn their fucking money. It's shocking. It, it is. And for the first time ever, I can say to Arsene Wenger, one thing's for sure, we have definitely left the handbrake off now and we are fucking free-falling down some major fucking big hill with no way of stopping because it's fucking scary, the state of our football club. I mean, there's a suggestion I mean, that Ozil was left out because of his... He's being naughty about his contract and not signing it. Um, well, Sanchez ain't signed a new contract yet, is he? No, I guess he, he was being naughty when we were playing um, by Munich in the first leg, was he? Well, I would... I, I personally... I personally, you know... I'm not. I'm not. I want Arsene Wenger to go tomorrow morning. It's not going to happen. But 
let's hope that he isn't at the football club at the end of the season and that someone at the football club is deciding who's going to take over. Let them come in in June, whatever it is, have a look at it and go, right, OK, if you don't want to be here, we'll fucking sell you. You'll go to fucking China. You'll go wherever the fucking money comes from. You're going. That's your fucking lot. You're gone. Let him start again. It doesn't have to be the big Billy Big Bollocks players. Let's have players that want to be in that side and play for the fucking badge. Not some fucking... You know, Walcott fucking wound me up. He just... Oh, it bugs me. Fucking most of them bug me. Let someone come in there and fucking have a real sweep of the decks and start again. I mean, it was a bit... I have to say the the refereeing was very much towards... I'm going to allow big crunching tackles all over the field because Arsenal are wimps and that'll show them. It didn't seem very particularly fair, the refereeing, in that regard, did it? We've got, we've got nobody. I, I can't remember whether we did or not. And, Mom, yeah, I, I, obviously you're looking at Sanchez, he was down and the ball carried on, so you didn't see... I didn't see two or three Arsenal players surrounding the referee, giving it the big one. I, no. I mean, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did and I didn't see it. But if that if that had been Arsenal of, you know, the Adams era's Vieira, they'd have been around that fucking ref screaming at him, you know, f- for the challenge and what was going on. They, there's no way. But we, we don't bother. No one gives a fuck. That, that's there's no captain, though, Stu. A lot of it comes down. No, and that's the thing. There's no captain. leaders. There's no leaders anywhere on that pitch. No. You know, there, there's nobody at the back. There's no one in midfield. There, there is no one that wants to lead that football team. Nobody. And until we get two or three leaders in that side, you 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 are you're fucked. And and that's. But we've said this. We have said this from. Many a season, I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be five, six years at least. And even on the podcast, Matt, for the, for the, God knows, what, two years, two and a bit years that the podcast has been running, yeah. it's, it's, you can go back to some of the first episodes and we'd be saying the same thing about stuff like this. And there was, I listened to an interview that Piers Morgan gave, and I'm not a Piers Morgan fan by any stretch of the imagination. And I hate talks shite with a passion. But he gave an interview. It was either this afternoon or yesterday. And he read out a, a thing he'd written for a magazine or whatever, some something he'd written about. And it was about Arsene Wenger. And um, when you read it, you thought he, he'd written that maybe in the last couple of days. And it actually turns out he wrote that piece back in 2008. But it was so relevant to how it is at the moment. And and like you said, I wrote that piece nine years ago. And it was asked, you know, he was calling for Arsene Wenger's head, which probably at that time is unfair. But when you read, when you heard the words he was reading, word for word from this, this article he'd written, it is so right for where we are at the moment. It, it could have been written Sunday morning. It's just Groundhog Day, really, isn't it? It's for Arsenal fans. And that's what's most frustrating. In fact, this season, in a way, if we do come like sixth or seventh, it feels a bit like at least least something's different about this season. Because we won't be playing Champions League football next season by the looks of it now. I really can't can't see us getting... I mean, Liverpool are doing their best to fuck it up, but 
Um, you know, United are now two points ahead of us. Yeah. And I just think, actually, do we really want to go and watch us go out in the last 16 of the Champions League again? Because we won't be able to turn it around in one season. No. Whoever's the manager, so... No, I think um, I I think we could do with a break from it all to to regroup with with the new manager. Just just give him the the uh, cup games we've got in this country and and a chance to build with a slightly smaller squad. We'll get the Toto Cup, won't we? And that well, hopefully so not, John. Hopefully not, because for me, if well, we're going to hey, finish, we're West Brom eight. We're, we're quite a way ahead of them, aren't we? Seven yeah. points. But we're doing our best, John, and we gave, <laughs> we gave them three points on Saturday. So it's not beyond the realms of, of undoable that I really struggle to think how many points we're going to get this season. With with the games we've still got left to play, bearing in mind we've got Man City next, yeah. which, you know... We'll turn them over. Oh, John, fucking hell. You <laughs> laughed at me when I said we'd lose at West Brom and all that, and it's coming true. I think West Ham, London Derby, there's no gimme there. We've got Palace away after that. Away, they've hit a little bit of form. There's no gimme there. Then we then we get into the cup again against City. We've got Man United, Spurs. We've got Everton. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, Leicester, we've got at home. We've just come back into form. Still got Southampton away. I really wonder how many points we'll end up with. 55, 56? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, have a look at the way we are playing. You tell me where we're guaranteed to pick up wins. Well, nowhere is the answer, isn't no, it? No, but, but even that, Matt, look at the fixtures we've got. I really struggle to see how many points. The way we are playing, with the look on those players, you tell me where we're going to get lots more points from. And I don't see it. I really fucking don't you know see what it. I, do. I mean, if Fenger sees the season out, I'd look at some of them players and say, right, you're being dropped. We're going to put Jeff in. Uh, we're going to put a lot of the youngsters in and say, fuck it, just, just give them a go and just leave some of these very highly paid players out of it because they don't want to play. So you might as well just see the season out with people that actually do want to get a chance in the first team. And well, I, I think, think Arsene Wenger... Arsene Wenger's got to be more ruthless with that fucking team that played at West Brom. You have got to be looking at those players and got to be saying, well, you, mate, you never put it in. You didn't put it in. And be that fucking arse with them. He's not, though, is he? If you look at no, some... No, but players, it should be, John. If you had a look at people like... Holding, Fergie, Fergie would have gone, fuck that. You're, you're not bigger than this club. Luke Chadwick, put him in. Yeah, but Rob Holden, what's up with Rob Holden? Why can't he get a game? I like Rob Holden, I think. Yeah. Right. But you that's know, why I bought him. Yeah, but why, why not? Let, let's see fucking El Nenny back in the side. Let, let's just shake it up, for fuck's sake. But he won't, and, and that's why I do think we're going to struggle for many more points this season. I really do. I mean, what annoys me more, I, I guess... There's, there's a certain, like, let's talk about Aaron Ramsey, because Aaron Ramsey is absolutely piss poor. Yeah, in the summer, we watched Aaron Ramsey be the absolute backbone of Wales, and, you know, that has got to be about the way he's managed and the what he's told yeah. to do. Yeah. And, you know, he drifts around the area, waiting, waiting, almost waiting to score goals. Where's the Aaron Ramsey of 2000, 
thirteen, fourteen, where he was sensational. Yeah. You know, where is he? Where, yeah. What has happened to that player? Because we saw him in the summer. And that's that's probably what Chelsea fans were saying last season when they were going, where is Eden Hazard? Where's yeah. Diego Costa? They're there. They're just not playing for the manager. They're just not playing for the manager. I mean, he walks uh, around with a permanent grin on his face, Ramsey. Yeah. It, well, and fucking, was it the Ox fucking giggling, wasn't he, on Saturday? And you just, uh, just, just wrong. And, and sadly for Arsene Wenger, they are letting him down. They are disgustingly letting him down. But there's no way back now. There is no way back. You, you're not going to change that. And for, like, sort of keep going on about Mourinho, for a manager as good as Mourinho to be sacked last season, rightly so because of where they were and, and results, but for a team that had been champions to dip that low, you know, you know once those players are against you, and players have more power now, so much more power. Once they're against you, you've you've got no way back. You have got so no way back. There's, there seems to be. I mean, Arsene Wenger stated, and I've been checking the news carefully today because God help us if he had made an announcement today. But he said he would make an announcement very soon, and he knows what he's going going to do. Tony Pulis has been quoted in the press saying that he's still, be he said he's he said he's staying. Um, so privately, he's he supposedly said to Tony Pulis that he is staying. He was. Um, he's not going to tell him first, is he? Why not? Well, I don't think Tony Pulis would have come out and told the press, though. Well, he might I really have if don't. he had said he was going. No, I, I, I again, newspapers. Yeah. It, it's all bollocks. And it's one of one the fans like. What was it out of the Sun? Uh, in all the papers, I'm not sure. I think, I think it was the Sun that. Yeah, it's just really them. shit, in it. I just want yeah. to start up trouble with the fans. Yeah, they, um... I I don't know whether you watched, and like I say, I'm not his biggest fan. He's on the Arsenal fan TV. Um, the the guy with a baseball cap and tattoos everywhere. Um, but he turned out, and there was something he said about is it that. Prim- Primarak, Bora Primarak, or whatever his name is, Arsenal's sort of number two to Steve Bold. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Apparently, there's been some spat with him and a couple of the players on the training ground. And so, when, when I'm saying about stuff you're not privy to and, and the reason maybe the dressing room's gone, I wonder exactly what has gone on. There was the talk of Alexis Sanchez and there being a big spat. I wonder whether this is there is something there. Obviously, they're not going to come out and say yes, this has happened, but you know, sort of harping back to why you've lost the dressing room. You know, we don't know why Mourinho had lost the dressing room, other than trying to decide maybe it was because he was shagging the doctor or whatever. Allegedly, That's what I could see it was saying. But, but there's a reason. There's a reason, though. There's a reason that all of a sudden these players have gone the way they've gone. And is it because there's been a big Barney? You know, Arsenal threw a few more teams. So they've been part of this history as much as we have, haven't they? They're, most of those players have been around in the club for the amount of years that we've seen Arsenal capitulate in February, March, and have nothing to play for by the end of, by Easter. You know, each year, um, and they must get sick of it as well. 
be honest. Yeah, but I do wonder. I do wonder. Sorry, Stu. Any person deserves to have the arsehole in some ways. He's saying chess. And if he has had a rab at a boss, he's probably saying to the boss, can you sort these pricks out? Because I'm the only person who seems to be trying at this fucking football club. And no one else is. You know? Well, I wonder if that is what happened. I wonder whether he's turned around and shouted at fucking Walcott and gone, fuck it, you know, in his little Chilean accent. Sort your fucking life out, you lazy piece of shit, and yeah. fucking do something. They've had a bit of a fucking standoff, and, and there has been a bit of a split in the cat. There's, there's something more. It's not just yeah, I mean, about he, he asking seems, this, this. He seems to cut quite a lonely figure, doesn't he, Sanchez? Which um, is the only person playing. Well, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I think we... I mean, fair enough, this season he's been sensational, but in previous seasons, I don't think he's... His performances have been out of this world. I mean, he's run around a lot. Was he? Was it his season? Um, Time up front as a lone striker? Yeah. So, So, you know, I I think maybe we overdo the Sanchez is is the only player who, you know, is is exonerated from all this trouble because he's part of the team, isn't he? He is possibly one of the reasons there's been a behind-the-scenes row. You know what I mean? And And... It's caused a divide in the camp. And I think there are now players that are siding with one lot of it. There's a few that aren't sure. And there's Sanchez. And I think that's where it is. And collectively, they're not a team. And and that shows. You, you've yeah. Saturday, Saturday was the prime example of a team that has not a fucking care in the world for what happens. Which is fucking shocking. When you're an Arsenal fan and have loved it for many a year to to watch those players not give a shit about the badge on their chest for me is you know it's unforforgivable it really is and to Maybe like, make even, even, even the the way that they played four three three on Saturday just annoyed me because you had um Welbeck and uh Walcott and Sanchez, and they seem to be switching positions like every five minutes. Um, and you know, to, there's no if unless you're absolutely the best three forwards in the world. I don't think even Messi, Suarez, and Neymar switch positions like that. You know, one's got to do their job on the left, one's got to do their job on the right. And if they're that good, then maybe they can switch positions. But they would switch in positions all the time. And Welbeck found himself up front with no one to pass to, and then Sanchez found himself up front with no one to pass to, and they just confused each other to me. I mean, there's it takes fantastic players to play like that, and they're just not fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, well. Anyway, so um, Wenger uh, is nine to two to be the next France manager. This is one that really surprised me. The the highest, the most likely club he would go to, what do you reckon, in the bookmaker's eyes? PSG. John? Uh, Barcelona. No, it's actually Monaco, who, I mean, they just, they destroyed Man City. And, and, and the well, very good managers they've got, haven't they? Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I would have their manager like, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because he doesn't fucking stand for anything, does he? No. He can, no. Was he sent to the stand again? Yeah. He, he just looks like an animal. But a very... 
<laughs> but there you go. There, that's what. If you pick young players, pick the young players he's picking. Yeah. When when you look at Monaco, when they had a sugar daddy come in a couple of seasons ago, and yeah. they flooded it, didn't they? With Berbatov and um, was it Cavani? Did well, Cavani go there? They had Falcao, that, didn't they? Oh, that's it, Falcao. But they 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 bought a lot of big players, didn't they? And, yeah. and thought that's the way to do it. They've obviously still got some money, but the guy that's in there now has gone. Well, we don't want all that. What I want is our working players that you know and. And they they run forward. They reminded me a little bit the other night against Man City of the Ajax team when it had Carnu and all that. You know, all sort of young, unheard of players that yeah. that that just love playing now, football. They? I mean, but just they just love playing football. They love the ball. They they love running forward with the ball. They were you know technically they were good. And it just sort of reminded a bit of an innocent sort of side of it. They're almost like the young boy. They. They wouldn't be a bad bet as the outsiders to win it for me this season. Absolutely not. I mean, who have they got? They've got Borussia Dortmund, haven't they? Uh, yeah, which will be a good two-legged. That'll be a good two-legged game because, again, they've got a lot of good young players at Dortmund. Who did Leicester end up with? Atletico. Atletico Madrid. Which is doable for Leicester. It is doable. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. First of all, that uh, their, their, their midfielder... Um, Baki Bakayoko, I think his name is. He's like twenty-two, six foot four, looks like Vieira basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have him in a heartbeat. Just in the, I mean, the same way they had a guy called Condogbia a few seasons ago when we played them, who yeah. played us off the park. Him and Martial, and look at what happened to Martial. He went for massive money to United, mm. um, but. Look at that team. It's fantastic. With yeah. such young footballers. Um, like I say, they've got no pressure, have they? They they do play with the handbrake off and, and, and look to enjoy themselves, don't they? Put our kids in for the rest of the season. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt, John. <laughs> Let's face it. To, to watch the disgusting display by the so-called first team, then put the kids in. You know, I'd rather they went to West Brom gave it their all and lost 3-1, then, then watch a fucking supposed one of the best squads we've had for years go up there and lose fucking 3-1. Terrible. Now, I mean, Thomas Tuchel is the big tip now because we've apparently approached him as a club from Borussia Dortmund. Um, I'm just going to put you on mute because I'm going to get a pig's ear. Again, that's going to be... Um, you know, a manager who... I mean, Dortmund have a very similar style to Arsenal, um, which, if you want to be critical about it, is tippy-tappy. Um, but I don't see much tippy-tappy going on with Arsenal at the minute anyway. We don't need that anymore. There's an element of the game at the weekend where we had the ball and it went forwards and it went backwards. You just kind of think, oh, for fuck's sake, just someone put their foot through that ball. It's getting annoying now, you know. I mean, it's not difficult... That when you move within and around the box, get it in the box, just fucking go. Don't start passing it out wide again. It's just so annoying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think um, there's this Thomas Tuchel, there's a chance he might bring some of the Dortmund players with him. Well, so if that's. They've got a, uh, or would they want to come? Well, I mean, if we're not in the Champions League, I, I don't know. But I guess unless he just says, "Look, unless he just says, look, you know what? 
you're coming with us. You will be in the first team. We're getting rid of some of those fucking idiots over at Arsenal. We're going to rebuild it and take it easy. We need two or three years rebuilding. That's what we need. You know, don't try and do it only one season, get it back in the top four. Give it a couple of years, do it slowly, gradually, build, bring players in a bit of time. Slowly get rid of the squad that we got, slowly re- replace it over a couple of years, two, three years, mm. and, and build a whole new side. You can still have the odd player that we got at the moment. You know, I would keep... Um, if we can Kachelny. keep Bellerin. I would keep Kachelny, I'd keep Bellerin, I'd keep Mustafi. Uh, Monreal's knocking on a bit now, but he's always doing an half-decent job. And if we can get Sanchez to sign, I'd keep Sanchez because he looks like the only player who gives a fuck about playing for that shirt. And I think a lot of the problems, like I said earlier on, is him getting annoyed that no one else seems to give a fuck as much as he does. I mean, yeah. I think that um, Xhaka, you've got to let him off this season because, you know, even Robert Pires had a bad first season at yeah. Arsenal. You've got to let that player off from playing in a new league I'd be looking a at Chuck, but I no, think Jacob will possibly yeah. be a better player next season. Ramsey's got to go. Walcott's got to go. You have to get rid of Mertesacker now. Is he to sign another fucking contract or something, Mertesacker? I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure. sure. I think there might have been a year, an extra year on the table. Yeah, I mean, he's got to go. I mean, no offence. And when he was playing, I thought he was all right. And as a, le- as a leader, I thought he would have been the one person everyone would shit their pants over. Mertesacker has he has been given another year contract. Yeah, yeah. I'd get rid of Czech now. I think Czech's passed it, and now he's out for a little while. I'd definitely try and get another keeper in. Um, there's a lot of Ozil. He'd be fucking first out the door for me, along with Walcott. Yeah, <laughs> Chamberlain. Unfortunately, Chamberlain, do you know what? I'd like to keep was, Chamberlain. I'd like to keep Chamberlain. If you give I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Ramsey gone. I'd like to see Walcott gone. Um, I think Coquelin's got to go. Gibbs has got to go. Monreal's got to go. Um, it leaves us with a problem at left back. Yeah, but let's 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 do something about that. I, I, Dortmund got a left back. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I just think you either keep one or the other to steady it and bring a certain player in. But you know, there's lots of lots of players that have to go. There's no. There's no two we'll ways about it. chances to players like Chambers and Rob Alden and stuff like that. You know, players that when we bought them, you thought this is going to be quite interesting. And even though other players have played a bit shit, they've never stepped in apart from the odd League Cup match, which I think, I think is a shame. I think it's uh, Lu- Lu- uh, Lucas Piszczek is uh, their left back. Yes, he's, he's all he's right, isn't he? Left back, isn't he? And I would, I've been and I'm a couple of them as well. We'd, we'd definitely take uh, Marco Royce, I would say. That is a urine sample, isn't it? The Piszczek. The Piszczek. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to take um, Marco Royce and, if yeah. possible, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do, won't it? Those two, three. Touche to, oh, we'll have him as manager. <laughs> that'll be good. That'll be good. I'd also like to keep Perez, although I think Perez is definitely going to go. But then if Benfica goes... I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I, I think I if like you were Perez. an incoming manager, you, I don't think Perez would be one of the players you'd be looking to go. And, and you'd probably put an arm around him and say, no, boy, I'll give you a no, chance. I was just going to say that. You would turn around to him and go, look, Stay on for another year or two. You're going to get your chance. 
yeah. there's other players out the door before you. I mean, even well, I like Welbeck, and maybe with a different manager, Welbeck might definitely. Welbeck's kind of like um, a mixture of Walcott and Giroud, just a little bit better. You know, I think, think, think Welbeck has never reached his potential. And it's injured. That's what um, it is. Was injury prone. He tends to over elaborate when he when he plays. I think he needs a manager to um, get just needs just to say you've got plenty of pace. You've got a good touch. You just need to get in that box and finish, and finish do the things simple off. things. Yeah. Do the simple things. Yeah, you know, don't try and be all elaborate with it. A bit like what Iwobi does sometimes. Iwobi just does one thing too too much. You know, he's just. Just be play it very simple, and you can beat the world. You know. Nice if we could have, if we could have, <laughs> if you could have for next season a fit Jack Wilshere back, a fit Santi Cazorla back straight away. In that, the team's that, changed already. Yeah, in that that part of the park, and you. I mean, I don't know, but if if you could just put those two players in into that side now. And, and, yeah, tweak it a little bit. You've already got an half-decent thing there. I, I agree with what Matt said. I think you've got to give Granite Xhaka the benefit of the doubt for his first season. I think if he can come in and, and be a false next season, there, there could be a little bit of a spine starting there. And, yeah, some tweaks in positions with a new manager playing a new way and giving a fuck and, and making sure there's no slacking, there's a a certain bit of digging and fight for the club, you can turn results round quite quickly. It's like the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> no, <laughs> and no slacking. No. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to you. Well, uh, boys, um, as much as I'm enjoying this conversation, um, on, yeah. it's not just you two that lose it. Arsene Wenger loses it on a, the odd occasion. And we go back to 2010. Oh. As uh, I read from Theo Walcott's autobiography. Now then, um, Arsene Wenger uh, has um, been accused of being too quiet in the dressing room at times, but this week's. uh, reading, we find out that sometimes he does lose it. Oh, which is a real surprise. And yeah, this is how it goes. So, uh, we had lost to the uh, Barcelona, as we found out in the last episode, um, uh, in the Champions League. We come back to um, beat West Ham at the Emirates on the 20th of March in that year and briefly go top of the table. Um, so even though a draw at Birmingham would have moved us down to second, we were still right in the shake-up for the title when we got back from Barcelona. And we prepared to we were prepared to face Spurs in the North London derby at White Hart Lane eight days later. Um, but we let everybody down that night, Theo says. We fell behind to a wonder goal from the young left-back Danny Rose and never really recovered. I was on the bench again that night... <laughs> the boss had picked a bouet ahead of me. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge <laughs> I thought I'd been doing well coming off the bench in other games, and I'd laid on the goal for Nicholas Bentner in Barcelona. My own strategy would have been to play me from the start. 
and tried to win the game early rather than trying to keep it tight for an hour and then bring me on. But that wasn't the way the boss was thinking of my role at that point in the season. I came on early in the second half at Spurs, but I couldn't help turn things around. We lost 2-1 and it was a, we felt as though it was a chance of the title had slipped away. But then, the following Saturday, Spurs beat Chelsea as well. John Terry was sent off and it seemed like Chelsea's challenge might be falling apart. Manchester United had beaten Man City with a late Paul Scholes goal, but it still seemed as though we might be have been have a reprieve. We travelled up to the next match at Wigan Athletic, thinking that all was not lost. <laughs> now, who remembers this game? Yeah, I do. <laughs> we played well in the first half. I started the match and opened the scoring with a neat finish four minutes before half-time. Mikel Silvestre put us further ahead just after the interval. Fucking oh, you know, really? We were cruising. We thought our title shot was back on track. Then we blew it. Wigan <laughs> scored three goals in the last ten minutes and it was all over. There was no way back this time. I have never seen the boss more angry than he was after that game. He was furious. He had given us a he-, he had given us a heavy dressing down at half time when we played Liverpool at Anfield before Christmas, and that had stunk the place out for the first forty five minutes. But this was worse. He was throwing stuff about and kicking other stuff, and there was a lot of swearing. <laughs> I didn't want to catch his eye. None of the players did. So we all had our heads down. I kept sneaking in the odd glance just to check where he was and what he was doing. At one point, he grabbed a load of sticks of chewing gum and was chucking them everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Pat Rice, his assistant, sit down while the boss was swearing at the defence and having a go at them about how they had dropped off too much and allowed Wiggins forwards too much space. Then he whacked the seat next to Pat Rice and I saw Pat jump in shock. Sol Campbell had been brought back to the club after his move to Notts County went bad. Was having a go at everyone as well. He was saying like, it's the Premier League and there's no games easy in the Premier League. I can't do, I can't do Sol Campbell's voice. Sol <laughs> Campbell, Sol Campbell, it's the Premier League. No games easy in the Premier League. The boss was walking about back and forth quite a lot. It was probably the first time I'd ever seen him really lose it, and it was scary. He was right, of course. We should never have lost that game. We should have stayed in the title race until the bitter end. But when we blew it with that defeat against Wigan, Chelsea United moved out of reach. In in March, this is, of course. After that, we ended with, with a whimper, drawing with Man City, losing at Blackburn, and then finishing off by trouncing Fulham, but Fulham had a Europa League final in Hamburg that following Wednesday. They had a trophy to play for. We didn't. It was so depressing, such a depressing end to the season that it began holding out so much promise for the club. For a couple of months, it felt as though it might be the season where we really did shock everyone and when the boss's faith in youth paid off. I got the impression that the neutrals would have loved us to win it, partly because of the shock value, partly because of our style of play, and partly because it was a victory for the underdog against the might of Chelsea and United. But we couldn't deliver. Every single year we talk about it being a young team, a team with potential, a team that will grow, but we can't use that as an excuse anymore. We are experienced players now. We'd put ourselves right back in there if we'd won at Wigan. But we couldn't produce 
the performance when it mattered the most. Maybe we needed a little bit of new blood. Everyone appreciates the boss's loyalty to his players, but when we got money from Adebayor and Alexander Hleb, we should have used it to replace them. If there was more competition, it would have pushed us even more. So basically he's <laughs> criticising Wenger for not yeah. spending <laughs> then. So there you go, boys. Um, throwing sticks of gum, whacking the seat next to Pat Rice. I'll tell you what, that Fulham match, well, I remember going to that, I remember at the end of it, just every Arsenal fan in the stadium just cheering on Fulham for the Europa League final. <laughs> Uh, we all just stood there just singing, come on Fulham, come on Fulham. Brilliant. It's the most noise I've heard all fucking season, that was. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, I mean, every year, when you look back at them, that one was a particular one where I don't think we were really going to win the league that year, but... I thought we had a chance that year. We had, I, we had a chance that year and we just fucked it. Yeah. So, 2009-10, that was. And obviously, every year... Up to 2012-13, we would lose our best player, basically, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. They'd sell our best players on um, in that time. Or they'd be injured, whatever. So So there you go. So um, now it's time for a very controversial Think of a Number. to 20 but can, let's let me just look back at the poll and um, thanks for everyone who voted in the uh, Twitter poll um, and the final result is that Gilberto Silva has edged it in a Brexit style result <laughs> 52% for Gilberto and 48 for Santi Cazorla and 111 people voted thanks for voting everybody uh, that was great Stuart uh, voted another couple of times for Santa Cazorla. Yeah, I, I wish I could. I wish I could. Have. I, mean, I think that the, the closeness of the vote, um, uh, the closeness of the vote, shows what a great pair of players they were. Um, but in the end, we can only invoke Article Fifty on Gilberto. <laughs> Unfortunately, so um, well, thanks everybody. We're on to number twenty now. Any ideas on number twenty? No idea who was number 20. Who's who's number 20 now? Any ideas? No. No. It's Mustafi. Oh. All right. Well, we've seen that. And it's um, pretty <laughs> much defenders all the way. One number 20 was Matthew Flamini, but we've already picked him, so we can't pick him. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other two are... <laughs> no, no, sorry. Other three are Matthew Upson... Philip Senderos and Johan Giroud. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what. It's quite uninspiring, really. I would say Giroud should get it on the basis of... Did you ever see the advert he did? Uh, Is this I, the one where he had a great big afro? Yeah, and some fit bird was riding him or whatever. <laughs> was that really him, though? Well, who knows? I, I'm, I remember sending that video to Askblog. He thought it was hilarious. So it was like... <laughs> Yeah, actually, I'll tell you, to be honest, I would just give it to Mustafi just out of hand for this season. <laughs> I think he's come in and done quite well. Other than that, I can't think of it. Senderos was, 
Senderos and Giroud were good for Switzerland. They was pretty I mean, shit. I would say possibly Senderos edges it because he was in <laughs> he was in that side in the Champions League uh, that went. Nine hours without conceding. Yeah, I was going to say if you Did had he... to pick one, probably Senderos. Um, plus well, he had an absolutely gorgeous wife. I mean, there was one uh, season where De Giro, he was absolutely superb. He was one of our best defenders, and he got injured, and the team just can't, fell can't we? Can't we add one to? Santi Cazorla and give him the <laughs> I can't. I can't believe Philip Senderos is going to get in our squad and not fucking Santi Cazorla. Well, that's the way the numbers crumble. Maybe oh, no. Santi will appear later in the numbers. Yeah, go on and give it to Philippe. So yeah. uh, Philip Senderos for his uh, his stint, lovely wife, his stint and his lovely wife. <laughs> I mean, he was like the most miserable looking man as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Always had a scowl on his face. Yeah, he's at the moment. Though. Then he went to Fulham, didn't he? Yeah. He did. And, and the and the um, the bit where he messes up in the uh, commentary thing when he's talking about Joey Barton coming in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Brilliant. So Philip Senderos wins hands down there uh, on number twenty. Now, no dear Johns this week, so I don't really know what we're gonna. Actually, dear John, dear John, could you shoot Wayne? Someone, someone, someone at the door. Someone at the door. <laughs> to be old and old. To be old and old. Oh, come on, baby. Just you shut your mouth. <laughs> Hello, boys. It's me. Wait. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Spanky, Spanky Nigel. Hello. Hello. Oh, mate. Oh, John, I'm only dancing. She turns me on, John. I'm only dancing. Please do not ruin David. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Wayne told me that I was, I was to do all uh, David Bowie based Spurs chants this oh, week. Fuck's sake, don't you dare. <laughs> Jansen, shoot to the left. Jansen, shoot to the right. Ooh, Jansen, we've got the Spurs squad and we're coming to town. Beep, beep. Oh, fucking hell, damn Jansen. Well, uh, it's been a great week for Spurs. I mean, apart from the ladies, let's not talk about that. Um, yeah, how did they get on? Well, they lost to some Tim Pot club. Oh, did they? What was the score? Close, was it? Yeah, it was close. I think it what, was close. What was the final score? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've got some new um, clothes again. Have you? Oh, yes. what was it? Like a prison costume? Well, no, I, I've had a bit of a problem with um, uh, uh, my bladder. So um, I found this company called Super Dry. Which I presumed was uh, <laughs> for the incontinent amongst us. Uh, so I bought some of their trousers, but piss everywhere. I've got piss everywhere. <laughs> Unfortunately. I've got a mute. It's, it's a super dry. It wasn't super dry as far as I'm concerned. Anyway. Don't get some tenor ladies, you'll be happy days. Well, tenor, tenor ladies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Don't rub it in. 
That's, <laughs> that's what the doctor said, anyway. <laughs> anyway, Masco, uh, I've, got, I've still got one chant left, but where's, I suppose you Where's Wayne? Where's Wayne? Oh, Wayne, uh, no, 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 he is, um, uh, he's down at the box office getting our tickets. For? For the England game. So, what, for steps? Yes, we're going to Germany. Um, and we've got some Spurs players playing for us. Jermaine Defoe, uh, he's playing. There's <laughs> lots of Spurs players. That's, on, that's on because, I reckon that's because um, Mr Southgate listens to this podcast and John's been touting for Defoe for seasons now. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wait, uh, we should sign him. Well, I mean, he's a Spurs legend, old uh, Defoe. Isn't he? <laughs> and he could be Diffo just for one day. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> we can be Diffo. Anyway, see you, boys. And see just later. for one later. day. And I will be king. Get out. Get out. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Swanky Nigel, he stinks as well. What's that smell? It smells like sort of cat <laughs> musk. <laughs> cat musk. Yeah. Oh, God, it's disgusting. He's, he's got his super dry gear on, Matt, I think. Well, he didn't look super dry from where <laughs> I was uh, lying. Was there puddles on his <laughs> There Might have been a small trail of liquid. <laughs> anyway, boys. Now would climb up your stairs. It's that time. Uh, we're looking for forward to, I'm sure you are. It's the match of the day quiz. This is hard. Oh. So, so you've got to... First, it's, this is... Lead, quiz, Matt. This is <laughs> the lead, leading goal scorers in the 2012-13 season. So you've got to remember who played for who in 2013, uh, yeah, for starters. Uh, and then you've got to name who was the top scorer in that team. So they're all... Um, uh, the All of the answers are Premier League teams... But you've got to tell me who was their leading scorer. Okay. Who won first? the title? Who won the title that season? Well, I mean that would give give it away. So who wants to go first? I'll go first, go on. Right, so um so first number one, Manchester United. Oh, you know what I can't even think of it if I can any twelve thirteen. Exactly, uh, this is it. Carlos Vela no Car- no fuck Carlos it. Vela. No, the Argentinian um, who come from West Ham. Oh, fucking hell, what was his name? Carlos Tevez? Yes. No, it weren't him. <laughs> All right, fine, that one's down. Stuart, any idea? Um, what's his name? Chikorito. No, it was Robin Van Persie, of course. Oh, I did, yeah. I was going to say, I can't no, I remember when he went. Really. So that was the year, 2012-13. 26 goals he got. Fucking okay, no. hell. Right, so number two, Man City, John. Oh, was a Graham over there then? That's what I would have said. Um, who was that tall guy that I liked that we should have bought? The Ger- no, it wasn't German, was he? Fucking hell. 
I'm going to go for Aguero because I can't think of anybody else. No, you, the bloke you're thinking of was the one. Dzeko. Edin Dzeko. Yeah, was he the one? Yeah, 14 goals. I can't remember his name. Okay, the number three, Chelsea. 12, 13. I don't know, Drogba? No, it was Frank Lampard with 15 really? goals. Yeah. Number four, Arsenal. 12, 13. Okay, now who did we have? Who plays Van Persie? Um, I can't, I can't it is terrible. I'm, I'm struggling, John, so don't I worry. I can't think of the old team. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of who we had. It can't be Walcott. I'll go Walcott. No, it's Santi Cazorla. And oh, he okay. didn't fucking get the 19. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that season. He got 12 goals. Can you imagine? That's got to be fucking team for us then. Number five, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, 12, 13, I'm going to go for the monkey magic. He's correct, yes. Bale <laughs> got 21 goals that season. Uh, number six, Everton. Oh. Uh, don't even know any of any Everton players. <laughs> going back four seasons. Gordon Bennett. Wouldn't be dunked on Ferguson, he would have left by then. Oh he'd <laughs> he be done half his life straight. <laughs> I can't even think of an Everton player, to be honest. No, pass. Fellaini. With oh, 11, 11 goals he got. Not very high scoring, are they? No. <laughs> okay, uh, number seven, Liverpool. I'll just say Gerard. No, it's Luis Suarez. I was going to say Suarez, but I thought he can't be him. 23 goals he got. Oh. So I'm, I'm assuming this is going in the order at which the Premier League finished that year. Because Man United first, Man City second, Chelsea third, Arsenal fourth, Tottenham fifth. So, um, Stuart, you're seven. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this. That's Junior. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's bad enough not knowing Everton players, but I don't even know who was lower down the table that season. There's, there'll be some surprises in here. So, um, num- number one, West Bromwich Albion in 2012-13. Who was the bloke who drove? Odin Wingy. Peter Odin Wingy? Yeah. No, it's Romelu Lukaku. Was that oh, top right. score? It was 17 goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, Swansea City. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what. Who was the uh, Spanish bloke? I was thinking exactly the same thing. Um, he was sort of us apart a few times. Yeah. I know his name, Stuart. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go on. Me too. Yeah, I'll go for me too. Yes, that's correct. Me too. Cheers, hey. <laughs> <laughs> John. <laughs> West Ham United, number three, West Ham United. Uh, this for the win. Andy, <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to be thinking Andy Carroll, wouldn't you? Close, no. It was well, his, his, his daddy, Kevin Nolan. Well, Christmas. Kevin Nolan? Yeah. Was West Ham's highest goal scorer? Yeah, ten goals. Six goals? Ten. John, we are moving down the realms that they probably only got 20 in a season. 
<laughs> okay, uh, number four, what are we on? Four. <laughs> uh, Norwich City. Oh, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, quite a big lump. Was it Grant someone or... or oh, um, go, yeah. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, you're on the right lines. Grant. This uh, for the win. Not Lee Grant. Um, uh, Grant... Fucking hell. Mitchell? Nah. <laughs> Grant. He was heavier than Grant Mitchell. Yeah, he's a lot heavier. He's a big lad. Oh, come on, Stu. Grant. Come on, Stu. Google's working overtime. No, I'm not. I'm not Googling. I'm, I'm proper frowning, scratching my head. It's Grant. Come on. Grant. No, I can't think of it, mate. But it's Grant, someone. John, any idea which Grant it is? Go on. It was Grant Holt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he only got eight goals. Yeah. He was their top okay. scorer. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, number five, uh, Fulham. Clint Dempsey. Oh, good shout. No, it was uh, Dimitar Berbatov. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah 15 yeah. goals. Yeah. Okay, um, six, you've got two chances left here. Stoke City. Who cares? Oh. Uh, Peter Crouch. No, John Walters. I was going to say that, bastard. And final one, Southampton. Oh. Um, who, who, who's gone to Liverpool over the years? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'll say Lalana. No, but you were on the right lines. Who else went to Liverpool? Oh, yeah, the other one. And then he's he's done nothing, has he, since? Yeah. He played for England and all, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, 15 goals he got that season yeah do you know what he's disappeared so much I can't remember his name <laughs> but I know the bloke another big sod and all wasn't he yeah go yeah, on there's uh, Ricky Lambert Ricky Lambert now uh, boys this means that there's a tiebreaker tie but it wasn't really a tiebreak is it because I actually gave Stuart the answer <laughs> <laughs> now the final one um, this player got 19 goals this season right. in 2012-13 and it's the first person to call out his name for Aston Villa. Sorry, what did you say, Stuart? Benteke. Yep, you're right. Benteke <laughs> it was. Hey! And Stuart's won again. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my balls. I'm not giving you any more answers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's only a draw. So, um, you get to choose again, Stuart. The... Oh, right. Help me then, Matt. Give me an right, idea. Let, uh, num- let's, why don't we go for numbers between... Wait a minute. What? 17? Just pick a number, Stuart. No, wait a minute. Let me go... Uh, half-time entertainment is between 99 and 113. Okay, I'll have 111. 111 club nicknames. Oh, that's a good one. Overseas. Okay. <laughs> overseas yeah overseas club nicknames no fucking but why was that to match the day thing 
Ooh, it's football, it's, John. It's, it's, uh, 109 <laughs> right. is club nicknames, I, I, England. Yeah, I know what it is. 110 is club nicknames, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. And 111 is nicknames overseas. All right, fair enough. So, there we go. Uh, Ooh, that should be fun. Guess what I'm doing tomorrow? What are you doing tomorrow, John? I'm going to Westcliff to see Paul Merson, Ray Parler and Perry Groves do a oh, like, yeah. bit of a chat type thing. Right, well, you've got to be hot on the old Twitter... Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna fire some questions at him like Wenger? I don't do Twitter Wenger. anymore. I deactivated my account. Oh, oh. God, we'll activate the in block five account. True. Yeah, um, I don't. It's going to be Twitter based. It might well be Twitter based, but you know. So what? What's the? What are they doing? Is it called like? Are they just reminiscing about old stuff? Maybe doing a question and answer, but I don't know. I'm quite looking forward to it actually. Yeah. It's not for a Rizal podcast, is it? No, it better not be from rival podcasts. I've seen any of them fucking other pricks there. I'll be having the right moan. <laughs> <laughs> not that we know particularly who we're talking about uh, when we say that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, that'd be good then. Who are you looking at? Um, what's your question? Who am I looking forward to the most? Who I'm looking forward to the most? Question. Question one. Bloke down the front. Right blood. What I want to say, right blood. <laughs> 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 I hope I don't see him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, what's your question, John? What would you ask him, and who? Which one? Out of the three of you. If you got one question to ask those three, who would you ask, and what would your question be? <clears throat> um, well, Ray Parler's local, isn't he? So I would say to him, Ray, I got banned from a pub in Church. <laughs> <laughs> Which pub in Ormchurch did you get barred from? <laughs> which, to which the uh, Arsenal football supporting massive that will be in there will go, what the fuck's this prick talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I mean, who was the better manager at half-time, George Graham or Arsene Wenger? Yeah. Because one is a chewing gum-throwing lunatic. Yeah. And the other is George Graham. <laughs> well, maybe... Personally, I suppose the answer I could give, or the question I could give, is: Do you think he should have given the money back, bearing in mind he got sacked? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll answer that though. <laughs> have you still, has George Graham still got his Arsenal patio? Yeah, <laughs> he's got an Arsenal patio, hasn't he? Yes. He didn't get yeah. rid of it when he managed Spurs either. No. So when he had the players round, they all used to have a jump up and down on the cannon. He was being interviewed on Match of the Day or something like that, or maybe on one of those BBC things they do prior to, uh, you know, the 12 o'clock thing they do, Football Focus. Yeah. And it might have been before the League Cup final, I think, and I was guess what they won that year. And then they was interviewing him in his office. He's had fucking Arsenal pictures everywhere. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's Good crazy, man. isn't it? Yeah. The, um, I, I mean, I would like to know from Paul Merson why he thinks he was taken off in the game at um, Anfield. Because yeah. we all know that he was taken off because he was playing so shit in that Anfield 89 game. He bowled it, didn't he? I mean, if there's one thing I remember about that game, it was Paul Merson coming off and thinking, thank God he's, they're taking him off. Because yeah. he's done fuck all, all game. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm up in the balcony, so... <laughs> You'll have to take a <coughs> megaphone. 
I could just see you, John. You'll be like the Muppets, the two that go, oh, that's a load of rubbish. <laughs> Aldorf and Statler. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a good night anyway, so I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. So uh, what are you up to, Stuart, in the international break? Um, I'm getting ready to go fishing to France. Uh, it's Mother's Day. Don't forget, listeners, to oh, yes. Don't forget put your crops forward. Put your crops forward Sunday morning. Is it? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got to put your crops forward. Excellent. So you'll have to be up an hour earlier to make your mum breakfasts and flowers. And I'm taking well, my mum out. Drive down there. I've got to drive to Suffolk, then back getting to make a breakfast. I'll pop in the Sainsbury's and buy some corn burgers or something, but. <laughs> yeah, I've got that, and we're going out for lunch Sunday, and yeah, then packing, getting ready to head off to La Francais the following nice. Saturday. So yes, all Excellent. excited. We're going to have end. a live from the Riverbank podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll be Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi's are, up. Are we podding next week? Because we are an international lull, aren't we? I don't see why not. I mean, just make it a short one. Do yeah. the and do Theo. We'll, yeah. see, we'll see if Arsene Wenger is, is committed to doing a job. Yeah, there to, might be some, um, some sort of news, mightn't there, between now and next week. I mean, it was, did, they did talk about the international break and being the time to make the announcement. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well what, but, um, my mate's coming over uh, starting the 27th, do some painting in my flat, and I shared one of those memories on Facebook. When I was in hospital, which was this time seven years ago, I put something on about tell the truth, shame the devil. And I said, what could you honestly say to shame the devil? My mate has yet to collect his prize. I haven't bought it because I've not seen him for donkey's years, which is a pack of Marmite crisps. <laughs> and he won it with, I've got a picture of Gus Caesar on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Lovely. Lovely. Gus Caesar was the, um, the, the culprit in the 1988 League Cup final. Yeah, and uh, my go-to when I was um, a youngster, uh, when a wooing a young lady to try and keep the horse from the stable door, if you like. You're joking. You're having a laugh. No, that is what I used to think about Gus Caesar. Oh my God! Also his performance in the, uh, <laughs> particularly like, his performance League in that League Cup final. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm surprised you owned up to that. I did to all of my girlfriends. <laughs> and I turned yeah. around and said to him, "Shame you ain't hung like Gus Caesar." Hail Caesar! Hail Caesar! They was thinking of Gus Caesar as well. (laughs) Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, John. um, (laughs) (laughs) John, I'm only dancing. She turns me on, John. I'm only dancing. (coughs) So, um, thanks, boys, for joining us. Um, We'll catch up with you during the interlull. Yeah,
Everybody loves to see Oh, that puppy rock 